Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is called Create Beauty Every Day, brought to you by my studio, HookingRugs.com. After the podcast, be sure to go over to HookingRugs.com, where you can find free courses about rug hooking, learn all about our kits and supplies, and sign up for our Sunday letters. If you have time, be sure to rate and review this podcast. It means a lot. Now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to Create Beauty Every Day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick. And um, this podcast is brought to you by HookingRugs.com, which is Deanne Fitzpatrick Studio. So today, I have my very, very good friend and old friend, Lily DeYoung. And we would just thought that we would talk about the nature of friendship. And every once, every once in a while over the course of this podcast, this topic has come up again and again. So Lily and I thought we would talk about it today. Welcome, Lily. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Welcome, Deanne. Well, I always uh, am a little taken aback when you use the word old friend. Yeah. Because, I don't know, there's something about that word now that I am getting older <laughs> that bothers uh, yes. me. <laughs> really? What's another word we could use other than old? Um long time friend a long time friend we are a long time friend because an old friend implies that the person is older but it doesn't really because no. we've been saying that for years I know this is my old friend I know yeah. it's just I'm, isn't it funny that I'm just a little more sensitive about the word now old. you 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 are are you really you're not kidding either are you you're no, more sensitive whenever I, whenever I hear the world word old like just as if I heard a young person saying would you help that old lady over there that would bother me isn't that yeah weird? it's probably what would you prefer just well, that I, woman over there would be good that lady that that I nice lady. That woman that, that nice cute, lady that cute little old lady even if they put cute little old lady <laughs> right so bad well I never um, think of you as old but I do think of our friendship as long and enduring really yeah mm-hmm. so you wanted me you you asked me the question about me well I'm I'm a retired. Well, I hate the word retired too. I don't like that. Okay, but I'm, really. a, I'm a former. I know. I'm just going to vent all my all the words I'm not happy about in the English language. Um, I'm a former uh, school principal, and I now work for Saint of X in their VED program as the faculty advisor. Plus, I do a lot of volunteering in the community on the board on the Highland Community Residential Services Board and on and I volunteer at the local shelter and I'm on the patient and family uh, advisor group for the Northern Health Zone. I don't know and then I'm with an educational leadership consortium um, as um, someone who assesses principals when they finish a leadership course anyway and, and vice principals and leaders. So I just am attention deficit because I can't seem to stop working and I'm doing a lot of odds and sods but why would you why would you stop working well I don't know because people tend to often tell me that I should like what why are you still working and so you get that a lot but I like what I do and it's not demanding because I feel like I've got a lot of experience behind me so I can offer that to those that are just maybe starting out or in their leadership work or as a new teacher yeah, and I wish I could start over again most days because now that you know more, you just do better. You would. You can, yeah, you can do better now that you know more. It's true, eh? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm doing. And I, ha- and I have 
two grandchildren and I had mm -hmm. two children and a husband and a house and a car. <laughs> I sound like Jan Arden. <laughs> I got money in my pocket. <laughs> I've got a friend who loves me. You do have a friend who loves you. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we've been friends, Deanne, since I did the Masters in Counseling at Acadia with you back in 1989, I think it was. Yeah, we graduated in 1990. Yeah, so 89, we started that decade off and we've been friends ever since. And and we've always been in touch ever since on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Do you think do you think that's an enduring part of friendship like that regular contact i think it is important sometimes i do have friends though that i don't see for a long time but when i do it's like we never missed a beat mm -hmm. which is nice um but it's harder as you think i would think that now that i'm not working full-time it would be easier but i find it's harder maybe i take longer to do things but People get um, out of your radar and then you you do just touch base maybe once a year, Christmas, perhaps a little, I still do Christmas cards and I mm -hmm. send off a card or I'm not a big Facebook users, but I will find people and message them, but it's, it's more rare. But whenever I get a real handwritten card from an old friend, like my gardening friend who was next door, remember Jane? Yes. She sent me a card for Valentine's Day and it was so lovely, a nice newsy card. So yeah. I miss, I miss that kind of communication. We tend to be um, more into doing everything quickly and send a text, send a Facebook message, that sort of thing, but we, or a comment, but we don't really sit down and write a little letter to people. Mm -hmm. But you and I, because you're good at this, I think better than I am, you're good to just call. And I don't have a lot of friends who call anymore on the telephone even. No, we do. We have kept in touch through the telephone a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll FaceTime each other and, mm -hmm. and keep in touch. And, and I think we both make that effort um, to stay in touch. I was just thinking we became friends before I became a rug hooker. So it's over oh. 30 years and we became friends at university. And at that, that year, we both met so many people. I think it was 14 months or whatever. We met so many people and, and we so easily made so many friends. Mm -hmm. I think you were in your thirties and I was in my twenties. And, um, and I just wondered, the question I have for you now is that in those years, it was so easy to make friends. Do you find it as easy now to make friends? Oh, those opportunities aren't as readily available. Um, I still find it easy to connect with people. I feel that I still do, but I'm very, I'm, I'm more tentative or I don't like to use the word selective. But my time is really precious. And so I really need to know that I, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it worthwhile to have that friendship. Mm -hmm. There was a person I met, oh, was it just before pandemic, on my way back with my daughter and her family from Mexico. And she was in the airport and she 
came over to get my input on a ring she was buying. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I gave her what I thought, you know, I, I like that one better than this one. And as it turned out, she ended up being in my, in my aisle and sat with me on the flight back to Calgary. And she was a teacher and she was into literature and we, and she was from Newfoundland actually, Deanne. So we ended up having a chat and she, she stayed in touch. And I've seen her a few times when I go out, go out to Calgary, but now I, that's not going to be a regular thing, but I felt good about the fact that, you know, I still was able to make a new friend Yeah, and we've stayed. And then we've had coffee a few times when I go out to Calgary because I don't have a lot of friends out there and she and I do have a bit in common, but um, back to your question about, do I find it easy? I think I I still find it easy to connect, but I, I have so many people now that I value as my friends. I can't spread myself that thinly anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know the people in my life that I really value and are enduring people and I just, I guess I'm getting a little set in my ways or complacent. I'm just content. Maybe content is a better word. I'm content with those friends and I'm not out seeking a lot of new ones. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. One of the questions I ask, I'm going to ask you now though, is do you miss the, uh, the curiosity and the uh, beauty that comes with forming a new friendship? Hmm. Um, yeah, I still, yeah, I still can find that really, um, it's, I don't know, motivating or mm-hmm. engaging and, uh, and you want to know more about them and you want to know the connections. I guess it's about connections. Like what is it that they have in their repertoire of values and skills and experiences that you have and that you can connect with and what are the experiences that you don't have that they can still teach you and share with you to make your life richer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I haven't, you know, it's not like I've shut my doors down and I don't, some people say, you know, I got enough friends. I don't want to, you know, I don't need any more. And I don't feel quite like that. I feel like there's still lots of people out there that would be really great to know. And Mm -hmm. I try to stay open, although I'm, I tend to make form my opinion very quickly now, though, when I meet someone more quickly than you did. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll I, I think people. I do too, a little bit. And that's good and bad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like I shut down and say, yeah, I don't, you're not someone that I'm want to spend a whole lot of time with. I saw this beautiful little video with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin and uh, Sally field yes Jane Fonda was talking about friendship and she said that um her her ex-husband Ted Turner said that you don't really make friends after you're 60 and she said well that's not true I don't feel that way she said when I want to make a friend I'm really intentional about it and I reach out and I bug them and of course Lily Tomlin and Sally Field were there and they were saying yes she does like she wouldn't leave us alone she really wanted to connect and and the other thing that Jane Fonda said is that women talk to each other like face to face, whereas men, I thought this was interesting, men talk side to side. Now, that's a generalization, of course. Right. Um, but um, 
uh, men talk side to side, like they're watching the game, but women really sit across from each other and really talk to each other. And, and I don't know if that's really true. Or that's just Jane Fonda's idea or opinion, but I do think she was right on the mark about how we need to, um, really, if you want a friendship, you have to pursue it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like if, anything, it's like, it's yeah. like any relationship, right? Yeah. If you meet someone new, then you have to make an effort. You have to invite them into your life. You have to connect. You have to say, do you want to meet for lunch? You know, mm-hmm. you want to go for a walk, whatever. You mm-hmm. have to make an effort if you want that friendship. And, uh, but you know, Deanne, there are lots of, like, you're just making me remember something and I'm jotting it down because I do have a friend I met through a group that we both attended. Yeah. And we only meet maybe every three weeks or so for a coffee. Yeah. And that's all it'll probably ever be. Mm-hmm. But because we have a similar situation that we like to talk about, yeah, we, we do connect. And I had just remembered that I had to cancel because she had a cold and I was going away. But I, you know, she was better again at making the effort to say, let's get together. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the purpose of why you get together. It can be something um, that you're sharing a project or or an issue or a, or a problem, or um, just that you want to make your circle a little bit bigger. I think Mm -hmm. I, I'm very mindful that as we get older, our, our lives can shrink a bit. Yes. And I don't, and I don't want to, that's why I like this little work I do in April, because I get out to meet a whole lot of new people. And some of them, I just think, oh, you could be my best friend. If I had, what did you say? Some of them, what? Well, some of them, they're only, they're only young in their roles as principals or vice principals. And I think, oh, if I were, you know, if I were back in my thirties, you'd, you'd be my best friend. Oh, you know, right you know, like I would yeah. just love it because many of them have such, I don't know, positive and hopeful and hardworking notions about what they can do to make a difference in education. Yeah. And they just inspire you. And, and I just, yeah. thought, oh, I wish I was working with you again. And I was back in a school and what a great team I'd make with you where we could. Do oh, yeah. Isn't so, that so nice, I, Lily? Yeah. I love that. So that's why I like, you know, that's why I like this month of work because it just yes. introduces me to the possibilities that are still out there. That's lovely. Yeah. I can see why you do like that. Hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't think I have any friends who are other than my daughter's friends who are also friends of mine, mm-hmm. I guess, but I don't think I have made a friend who is 30 years younger than me hmm. that, you know, do, do well, you sometimes, have of friends? I, I, you know, I tend to have, you're probably among one of my, in terms of my really close friends. Most of my friends are a little bit older. You and maybe one other that are younger, mm-hmm. but you're the youngest of them. But you know, my my daughter has friends too, and some of them live here, and she's living in Calgary. And I thought just recently, uh, one who's younger than my daughter, even, and and she wasn't her her close friend, but they they're living. They built a place near where we have our place. And she said, oh, we have to get together. And I thought, you know, I'm going to invite, I'm going to invite her and her partner for dinner. Yes. 
And because she's somebody that she, that I really have always liked when she was a young, you know, even in her junior high and elementary age, she's feisty and fun and yeah. outspoken and, and just seems like an old soul too. So I thought, yeah, that would be fun to have her for dinner. So you're so, going to do that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I want that, you know, I enjoy it. So mostly, uh, but mostly I don't have that. And, and, uh, I don't know how I, I don't know. I, I think I just don't know even how, know how to cultivate that because those people are at a really different stage in their lives. They have young children, you know, which I'm com mm. quite comfortable if I invite someone over and they bring mm. their kids, that wouldn't bother me a bit, you know, but I find it hard to cultivate, um, those friendships because I think I have a little barrier and I think the barrier is that I feel like they would not be interested in me. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I feel like now um, because of the changes in technology, we see the world quite differently. Yeah. But you know, it just depends on the, the, the nature of, what you're doing like I have a well I have one friend I just visited I just brought her a turnip actually my neighbor who's 85 yeah. mm -hmm. and I sat and chatted with her and I'm just thinking well I'm you know at least 20 years younger than she is yeah and and she's coming to visit me on Wednesday to teach me how to make bread, mm -hmm. homemade bread. Mm -hmm. so and then I have this other friend who's also 80 and she has a huge circle of young friends because yeah. she, she's into decorating and she's way more current than I am. And she's probably way more current than a lot of her 30 and 40 year old um, yeah. people who ask her for advice. But I think it's all how, you know, your openness to change too. Does that make sense? And I, you know what else I was thinking, Deanne, I'm, this is, this is off script a bit, but um you know what? You know how I know you and I are really good friends. How? As we can have this conversation, and you can paint your nails, and during the midst of it, and I'm not going to get offended and say, "Dean, you're not paying attention to me," because I, I know to paint my nails in the midst of this conversation. So I, I know that you can. I know that you can multitask, <laughs> and you can be very attentive and listening to me while you're painting your nails, and they look. Really I can good. actually. Mm -hmm. I didn't miss a beat. The one thing that really did sort of perk my ear though is that you brought your neighbor a turnip yeah because she called me and I was on my way to town and I didn't want to go in the store but I said listen because I was picking up my groceries online and I said <laughs> I said listen I got a turnip in my fridge and it's quite big and I've got half of it left there so I'll just bring you mine so I did. <laughs> she was making a stew and you know yeah stew. you'd want a little turnip for your stew I agree you just gotta have a turnip in it so yeah and that's don't you love living in a community let's we live very rural but when someone calls you and they just want an egg or, or yeah a I do love her. that and I do feel like I have neighbors right here around me where I could get like a cup of milk if I needed it pretty yeah easy. and I and then when I got home I was going to make something for supper and I looked at the recipe and I don't have a lemon so I called my neighbor my gentleman neighbor next door and he's given me a lemon <laughs> So there are, there are a lot of different, like that goes to the nature of the different kinds of friendships that we have, right? Because there are friendships that are about a cup of milk and yeah. you know, they're valuable friendships too. That's right. right? You know, the depth, the depth of friendships is 
is so different. You know what I was thinking about with respect to friendship? I feel like it's sort of like a wardrobe. I have things in my wardrobe that I like to wear that are just really comfortable mm -hmm. and I could wear them all the time. And that's like a friend, sort of like you, that, mm -hmm. you know, wouldn't matter what I had to tell you, I'd tell you because I'm comfortable and know you and trust you and and know that I can't sh shock you. And then there are other friends that I value too, but I wouldn't be able, it's like that that scratchy thing that I can only wear for maybe, you know, a couple of hours because I'm not yeah. as comfortable with them. So it's like, or, or that coat, you know, the coat that you wear for all occasions and then others that you only wear on certain occasions. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So, so friends are kind of like that. Some of them are more comfortable and you can have them on longer and yeah. others but you can love just... them quite intensely and only want to be with them a couple of hours actually i have one friend who will often say to me okay that's enough of you now right like we're, we're done with each other after an hour or something it's just a joke in a way but uh that's enough now like yeah. we've had it with each other and we joke and we laugh but we part because yeah. like it's intense and it's a it's a great love really that friendship but we only need to see each other about once every three months for an hour. Yeah. And that's good too. And the, the good part is that you're able to say that to one another. That's and yeah. That's the true test of the friendship. We were out to supper last Sunday and the person we were there and we had a beautiful meal. And then I said to my husband, I think we should, you know, we should get ready to go. And she said, Oh, I thought you'd never, I thought you guys would never leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was too, too funny. Oh. oh dear have you yeah. ever been a person who just had a best friend like that was your best friend and that was it because I have friends who have a best friend and they have their best friend and my husband often says to me that's one question my husband often says to me too some people don't need a lot of friends Deanne they have you know like sometimes when you don't find someone open and he said some people are good with three or two or three or three or four people in their lives and they don't need much else, you know, mm -hmm. which I find very, um, well, it's very self-sustaining, isn't it? You don't need. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. See, I have, I have so many nice people mm -hmm. and, you know, often one of them will say, oh, she's my dear friend. I have one who, who will say, this is my she loves to say that you know I'm her best friend yeah and that's okay mm -hmm. and I think I am one of her best I you know I am her best friend yeah. but I I don't use the word as much because I feel it's comparative yes it is in a way isn't it the word best mm -hmm. best and better and good you know good better best yeah. so best is like of all my friends I choose you among everybody and and I feel special and that's a good thing, but I have, I feel like I have a lot of best friends. Yeah, me too. I feel that way too. I mean, not a lot, but I have. Yeah. I about have, four. I have about four that. Yeah. I yeah. Like a normal amount that are, that are really good, good friends. And, yeah. And I can reach out to them. And although again, there's, you know, there's boundaries with everybody and some that I, you know, some I've known since I have one friend I've known since we were eight years old and we're still mm -hmm. close. And then some that I've known since junior high. 
in about three of them, but we hardly ever see each other. Maybe one I see more than the other because we work at the shelter together, but the other two, we only get together maybe three or four times a year. So yeah, but I think the the test is when you get together and you're just still totally comfortable and there's, there's no barriers or boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Friendship is a layered thing. I think there's, there's many layers of friendship, you know, and mm-hmm. I have friends who sometimes I have friends that, you know, there's something that I'm not quite comfortable with, or I'm not quite comfortable with myself sometimes when I'm with them or, or I don't know what it is, but yet I love them. And I think they're beautiful people, but I'm not quite as relaxed with them as I am with others, you know? And I, and I do feel that I am myself with them and I'm honest, but I, I uh, feel less comfortable. I, I guess that's just the way it is or less sure that they are fully accepting of me. Maybe that's it. I I totally get that and I feel that way as as well and I'm more guarded or I'm more mm-hmm. not apt to to rave and rant about some of my topics as much as I might if someone else were there like yourself and you just tell me up front Lily you know so I get that. that's enough of that or you know you're just being yeah. silly so and and we have enough of a relationship that I'm I'm fine with that and I would never mm-hmm. get offended but I get what you're saying there's some people that I'm just not as secure around maybe, or I, I keep my, I, the word that comes to me is authentic sometimes. And I hate to say this. Sometimes I don't know if I'm my authentic self with everybody that, that I might consider. Like when you're in a group, say, for example, with people that uh, like a book club Mm -hmm. and there might be 15 people there. So yeah. I mean, they're, they're all people that you like and respect and and that you value, but they're not all your friends. You're just getting together once a month to discuss a book. Yeah. And so that would be a situation where I might not say I'm always being my authentic self, whatever yeah. that means. Is that, is that true, though? I always feel like I feel like I am always my authentic self, really. But I think just because you're, you're authentic, like you don't have to say everything you think and believe and lay everything out on the table to be your authentic self. What does authentic? Yeah, that's true. Now I'm, you're, it made me think, what does authentic self really mean? Yeah. Cause I feel like, I mean, I really do try just to be myself, but sometimes I am more reserved. Sometimes I'm even a slightly shy, which you mm-hmm. wouldn't think about me but I am I feel shy um but I I think I really I really do think that even like that in our authenticity that ourself is is um our uh, in being ourselves we are not always one way yeah, true. Yeah. So we do not always lay it on the table, you know, yeah. every, we, everything doesn't have to be laid out for the feast. You know, you can still be yourself, I think. Yeah, I guess. 
I guess when you think about authentic, I, I know like with your husband or your children, you've been to, like, you know, they've seen me cranky and raving and ranting and yeah. annoyed with them. And then, you know, you, they've seen you cry or, mm-hmm. you know, so not everybody sees that, you know, that no sees your, I, I guess maybe vulnerability might be a yes. word I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, my, my vulnerable self is not shown to very many people but my really close friends that's what is the distinguishing thing is that they I can be vulnerable and let them know all the things that most trouble or worry me and and I feel okay with that I never feel like oh I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have let them know I do sometimes often feel like I shouldn't have said that I wish I hadn't said that I often feel that and I'll often connect with someone and say, you know, when I said that I didn't, and they'll, and they're like, I don't even know what you said. It's not a big deal, but I do. Uh, and when I'm like, I, I, you know, was very community involved for years and went to lots of meetings and, and things, which I'm, I'm community involved now, but I don't go to meetings anymore. I've quit meetings. I'm not on boards or committees anymore. Mm-hmm. I do some volunteer work, but it's just direct service. And um, because I found that in the in that context i would question myself afterwards i would question what i said you know and mm-hmm. um, and and there's nothing wrong with questioning what you said it's probably just you know i it's just a sign of a healthy conscience sometimes you know did i offend anyone or did i mm-hmm. was i too strong in that statement or whatever do you do you find that yourself do you ever experience that I find when I'm on a board, yeah, I do tend to because there's so many different personalities and dynamics that I do sometimes think, oh, this is what I really think, but should I say it? And now that I'm older, I tend to say more what I really think because mm-hmm. I think I always, I always tend to do that. But I try not to offend anyone, but sometimes I think just by nature of not agreeing with their opinion, you can offend them. Yes, it just depends on the nature of the person, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, sometimes people get of- offended. And I've gotten offended myself. I'm thinking, oh, I think I'm being put put down, put in my place or put down. But sometimes we're just sensitive. I think as we get yeah. older, though, we're more aware of, of how we impact other people. Like when I met you back 35 years ago or more, mm-hmm. um, you, for lack of a better word, Deanne, because you were 20 some, yeah. I thought, and I was only what, 10 years older. I thought, oh, she's a brash young woman. Mm-hmm. I was irreverent, very irreverent. Well, you just say whatever, you know, you thought, mm-hmm. not rudely or anything, but I felt you were extremely confident and outspoken in a way that I probably hadn't been when I was your age. Yeah, I was at that time and I'm still confident, but much less outspoken Mm -hmm. than I was at that time. I was, you know, I was Mm -hmm. young and I was brash. I think you're right. Uh, I was. But you were were likable. It wasn't like. Oh, I was kind and I was likable and made friends easily and and obviously kept them. But uh, yeah, I was, I would say that I have changed in over Mm -hmm. the years in that way. For no other reason other than I want to be kinder. Yes, me too. Right? 
I have, and I, and I think that is true for many of us as we age, we, we want to be kinder and some people find it perhaps younger than I did, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, I respect, I respect that in people finding it even at a young age, because it isn't easy, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, do you think like, if you're in a grocery store or yeah. you stand in line or something, this, can you feel the, the people who are kind as opposed, you know, is there something they give off? That oh, that's helps? a really good question. I, I don't know if it's you're feeling kindness or you're feeling connection, but like, you know, we have these moments where, you know, you run into a man in a parking lot or you're at the grocery store and you're looking at the lettuce and you just have this moment of synchronicity with another human being, right? Now, I often wonder about those moments and I think, would they, would they sustain themselves in a true experience? if the experience were to last for an hour or two hours, would they sustain themselves? Or is it just a momentary feeling? Do you know what I'm asking you? Yeah, I do. But yeah. I find when I have those moments, they linger. Yes. Like, like they linger and I think about them and I reflect on them. So they, they've obviously, there's been something, there's been a connection that's not typical because you're still thinking about them. I think on Friday, I had something happen that I'm still thinking about. I went, and it's connection to rug hooking. I went into Louis, which is a little secondhand place, because one of my friends said you could get wool there, and I needed a color that I didn't have. So I thought, I'll just pop in there. And as you go in, there's this bin with all kinds of wool scarves, and I started rooting through it. And this young woman, girl, she was probably 13 or 12 or 13. And she was looking at me and she was watching me. So I thought, and she kept looking at me. I think she had some challenges, like um, developmental challenges. She was very pleasant. And so I thought she must want to do use this bin herself. So I moved away from the bin after some time because it was kind of like, okay, she's still watching me. And when I moved away, she followed me. And I'd go to another bin and she she kept following me. And so finally, I, I picked up something and said, what do you think of this? And she responded and she started chatting with me. And we were having a little conversation when this other woman who was about my age, and I had my mask on, incidentally, this other lady came by and she said, oh, you made a friend. She said this to the young woman. And the young woman said, oh, I thought she was you. Oh. And it was um, this lady who she thought was me was a it was a big sister, little sister, first outing. Aww. And so she didn't really know the the older lady yeah. that well. And we kind of had similarities and, you know, mm -hmm. age and so on. And yeah. I had my mask on and we did have a little bit. Of, we did look a little bit alike. Anyway, it was and the woman, what I really valued was the the big sister said to me, you must have given off a, a safe kindness Aww. so that she felt comfortable being with you and talking to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And anyway, we chatted. And then I then I chatted with the big sister who was who was very lovely and we had nice conversation. But you know the funny thing? So as we were leaving, 
and this lady still sticks out for me because there was just something really warm about her and lovely when we left when I left I heard her say to the young girl her name and her name was Lily the young girl oh isn't that sweet so I mean I I yelled back and said is your name Lily? And, and I said, that's my name. Anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a funny little story, but it stuck with me because uh, I, I really liked them both. They were just, well, lovely. I think it's, I think that to me, I sort of think it's about spirit connecting, right? Like about our spirits connecting. That's yeah. what I think th- those things often are that on some level that's outside of any experience or any understanding of each other or knowledge about each other so I shouldn't say understanding but outside of any ex- experience or knowledge about each other there's this or that our spirits like that thing that's lighter than us and mm. the thing we exude is connecting with another spirit I think I, I, I agree that, I agree yeah. too I, I agree. there's something happening and, and I felt that way at the airport too yeah there was something that just is outside ourselves mm-hmm. yeah i agree yeah okay well i think that's it for today lil i just enjoyed it so i don't i don't know what i'd call this conversation it's about friendships but it's also about connection it's yeah. about making connections mm-hmm. and how we make connections i think and sometimes we can be intentional you use that word sometimes we need to be intentional but sometimes things just happen and we should be really open to that and and embrace it like Mm -hmm. you know I so hope that my next visit I go there very often to Louis I see that big sister little sister yeah that you want to meet them again yeah Yeah. it'd be so nice So there's two ways to make a friend really is what you're saying that you Mm. can be intentional about it. Like Mm. Jane Fonda harassing Lily Tomlin and Sally field. I could be a harasser. I think you definitely could be. Yes. (laughs) I can. Sometimes I'll go and there's 11 texts and I'm thinking (laughs) what's going on. And there's nothing. It's about blue curtains, gray curtains and seven pictures from a a department store. (laughs) You know, I so yes, I think that you have you have the pursuit of friendship down path, Lily. (laughs) But uh, so there's two ways. Let's get back to that. There's two ways of making a friend, and one is the intentional way, and the other is what is the uh, accidental way. way. Yeah, I like to accidental. The accidental. So you can have accidental, accidental, or intentional ones, and and Mm -hmm. the intentional ones. I guess you have to be open to either, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, someone and reaches some, out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes after a while, you'll know, mm, like I try to be a little more open-minded and give it a, give it a chance. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm a little bit leery, like you said, you used to be, um, you know, like, no, I know I don't want to, not judgmental, but you'd know within the first meeting, you know, I don't want to be that person's friend. Now I try to not shut down so fast. I say, well, I'm going to give them another couple of interactions before I make that decision. Mm -hmm. And that you can remain friendly. Friendly is very different than friends. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good distinction. Friendly and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation. Thank you. Okay, Deanne, I'm going to...
get my lemon from a neighbor who's my friend. He was my vice principal when I was in high school and now he's my neighbor. And that was more than 50 years ago. And he's your lemon friend, but also a good friend, I think too, more than just a lemon friend or a cup of milk friend. Yes. I can be cranky with them. And I find that's another uh, indication that you're a good friend when you can be cranky and, and, Mm -hmm. and a little surly and they still like you the next day. Yeah, it's true that we have, and we need places where we can just be ourselves with each other. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, people as in a place like, and we need other people that we can just totally be ourselves and, you know, see how we, and I think one of the things I like about your friendship is that you're very comfortable pointing out my weaknesses. I know know, you are. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that keeps me on my toes, you know, Mm -hmm. about my weaknesses. Cause we, cause I, I think someone helping you through your weak spots is a strengthening person really and they, and it make you stronger and it makes your friendship stronger too mm-hmm. and, and i think what i what i do like about you and i think i have a little bit of that is that we can laugh at ourselves yes remember when you used to hoard old clothes Deanne? <laughs> this was before i was an entrepreneur and became a had a clothing yeah. store i used to I just keep my clothes for 20 years and Lily and her daughter would come and, and they'd help me clean out a drawer and we would just laugh to kill ourselves. I would <laughs> my daughter particularly, she could not believe what you were hauling out of those drawers. <laughs> we just that those were good belly laughs. Those were good belly laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Deanne, have a good rest of your Sunday. Okay, you too. Take care. It was really nice talking to you. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Create Beauty Every Day. And this is just was really just about two ways to make a friend. Thank you. Um, and uh, you can find out more about us at hookingrugs.com. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Create Beauty Every Day. The podcast was brought to you by hookingrugs.com. Be sure to go over to hookingrugs.com and learn all about how you can create beauty every day.